0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard's delighted with his new strikers But says Alfredo Morelos is fit and focused on Bayer Leverkusen tomorrow Christopher Julian says Celtic always expected their rivals to be stronger this season And Aberdeen's upcoming game with St Johnston will go ahead Despite the Granite City going back into lockdown I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Weary yeah, domestic football back there on Saturday, Gordon, and now we've got a big European game uh, tomorrow night. Rangers against Bayer Leverkusen trying to overturn a 3-1 deficit. It's a tall order, but certainly the club on a high after their terrific victory away to Aberdeen on Saturday and then getting the two strikers in, uh, spending millions and millions of pounds um, to enhance their squad, which they've done with no doubt. And we've also got some good league fixtures coming back at the weekend and probably the pick of the bunch is Sunday. Kilmarnock v Celtic that should be an absolute cracker yeah I mean again it's a, you know, it was a good weekend uh, you know there was obviously a couple of games that were a wee bit tentative but in general I thought the games you know looked uh, pretty open and you know teams I think were, were happy refreshed and, and gave it a go um, as, as far as um, the Rangers are concerned yeah I mean I think everyone, we all thought that, uh, they would sign at least one striker but they signed two and if that double signing um, is um, you know the business that Rangers had to do and uh, you know they'll go into the, the Leverkusen game you know looking to put up a really good performance although I did watch Leverkusen in, in the lockdown because it was the first mm-hmm. series of games and, and they were very good at times so it will be a tough uh, ask for Rangers but uh, listen if nothing else um, you know that will certainly get them sharper for the, the, the domestic campaign um, again coming up at the weekend It's been really busy on the phones the last couple of nights so don't hang around 01419511025 at Clyde SSB on Twitter get your calls in nice and early let us know what is on your mind uh, Jim Duffy what did you make of the return as a whole you of close you of course I should say got a, a close look at Celtic at the weekend in particular yeah, I mean, I think uh, Celtic played very well at times, you know, particularly in the second half. I mean, they started the game in the second half that is very, very well scored with, you know, a minute or two gone. And then and then just for about 20 minutes after that, they, you know, the steamrolled uh, Hamilton. But, uh, you know, as I said at the time, you've got to put it in perspective. Hamilton, a very young side, I think an average age of 22, um, you know, t- teenage, 18-year-old centre-back. Um, a lot of young players there and a big education for them. But, Celtic had a job to do and done it and done it comprehensively Edward of course being the pick of the bunch scoring the hat trick uh, and you know as I said it was a it was a, a very thorough professional performance but you've got to put it in perspective if you look at Rangers result up at Aberdeen a clean sheet one nothing, a really tough venue to go you know that's um, an impressive result as well in the first half I thought Rangers were very very good maybe just eased off the, the, the pace a little bit in the second half yeah, Mark. The two fixtures. You, you always people are desperate to sort of draw conclusions from them, and, and what sort of marker is it, and how do you look ahead? You know, on paper, to be at home to Hamilton Ackies, you would expect a relatively comfortable Celtic victory, and that's what they got. But uh-huh. you know, plenty of bonuses in there with the odds and Edward hat trick, and then Rangers, of course, not winning by the same margin. But that one on paper goes down as one of your more difficult fixtures in the season. So. Plenty to be positive of for the the two halves of of Glasgow. I, I mean, I think if you if you looked at both fixtures and you said, look, you know. One of them is going to drop points. You 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 would go Rangers, obviously, with a visit to to Petodre. They handled it very well. It was a good goal, really good finish from Ryan Kent. Looked solid enough at the back, albeit Aberdeen never really tested mm. Rangers. Aberdeen never really get going. 
um, at all But for Rangers to go to Pataudry Opening day Wee bit rusty um, Couple of new players Clean sheet Three points Victory No complaints at all From Stephen Gerrard And then you move on to Sunday afternoon Celtic uh, Flying Good start um, Edward Hattrick And you know I think the, the feature of Celtic's play was, was with two fullbacks again from Pong and I was particularly pleased for Greg Taylor because I think he gets a hard time sometimes there's still Celtic supporters not convinced by him um, but performances like Sunday as I've always mm. said he'll come good because he's a really really good player he just needs to get into a rhythm which he didn't manage to get at Celtic when he first joined so lots of positives uh, for Celtic too OK 01419511025 let's hear from you what do you think uh, we're on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB now remember Bayer Leverkusen against Rangers will have kicked off by the time we come on air so tomorrow so what that means this is your last chance to get all your pre-match Predictions and it's a bit of a strange one. We've had such a long build up. Rangers are 3 1 down. Can you do the unthinkable, Rangers fans? Can you turn this around? How confident are you feeling? Uh, how should the game be approached? Who should play? Should Alfredo Morelos play for perhaps the, the last time? What do you think? Let us know right now. 01419511025. Stephen Gerrard says signing two strikers yesterday doesn't have an impact on Morelos's position. At the club He says they still haven't received a bid they're happy with And the striker is raring to go for tomorrow's game uh, Well if it's a signal for other people There's nothing I can do about that But um, Alfredo's still a Rangers player um, He's with us over here He's focused on the game tomorrow And he'll continue to be a Rangers player Until um, things change And the only way that'll change is If uh, a bid is met That the board and myself are happy with At the moment that hasn't happened So um, we move ahead together and we, we stay professional and we, we keep trying to get this football club positive results. Uh, Alfredo Morelos is our player. Um, he's the player that I need to focus on. He's fit, he's available. Um, he wants to play, he's ready to play. Um, so, you know, once we, we pick a team, uh, you'll see tomorrow whether we decide to play him. But I have no issues with using Alfredo tomorrow, if that's what you want to know. Very simple one to kick us off then Rangers fans Should Alfredo Morelos play tomorrow? Yes or no? 01419511025 Let's hear from you right now Stephen Gerrard saying that his position Isn't impacted by, by the two new signings Mark That is that, that, That's not to say he's he's not telling the absolute truth But I think most people assume that at some point Then a, a deal will be done in yeah. light of the, the arrivals yesterday Yeah I mean I, I think it stands to reason now That Alfredo Morelos will, will leave Rangers tomorrow night Very well Could be his last game, I think it's it's reached that point as a natural pattern of the ways. And when you when you splash out the, the kind of money to bring in Kima Roof and, and Cedric Eaton, then you need to balance the books, Gordon. You know, you absolutely need to balance the books and Rangers will more than balance the books when they cash in um on, on Morelos. And I think it's a good move by by Rangers because I think Roof has got the ability to score the kind of similar amount of goals as Morelos. And what you're also gaining with that is you're gaining a player who, you know, whether you're a teammate or you're the manager or you're a supporter of Rangers, you're not going to be sitting on the sidelines every 90 minutes biting your nails wondering if, if Morelos is going to manage to keep his temperament and stay on the pitch. So you're, you're eliminating that kind of bit of doubt too. But look, if Morelos does go and I expect him to go, Rangers will get top dollar from him. It's great business for what they bring him in for and what they'll eventually sell him for. They've had a good turnout of him on the pitch but I think it is time to freshen it up and the signing of Roof is a clear um, expression of intent in terms of you know Rangers know how important it is this season and what they're going to try and set out to achieve So Jim does Alfredo Morelos play 
Tomorrow There's obviously that School of thought That would be if If And this is an if at the moment If Rangers are banking on Selling him at some point To offset some of this cost You need to make sure He's, he's okay and, he, and he's fit to be to be sold Yeah I mean for me It's only if um, He's not going to go In the next few days Then you play him But if, if there's a deal You know To be done Or if it's close to being done I don't see how you can risk him Because I mean He could obviously pick up Even just to you roll his ankle You know and, you know, A simple thing Could, could, could you know Put Put a you know a move in danger. So for me, you know, if he if he plays, I still see him being here at the weekend. Um, you know, uh, if he doesn't, then that, that would signal um, that obviously Rangers have accepted or very very close to accepting an offer. So it's a difficult one. I mean, he, listen, he's scored a goal just better than one every two games in the time at Rangers. Yep. I mean, it's outstanding. You know, record for goal scoring. Uh, you know, you can't deny that. And therefore, you know, that's a very, very tough act to follow. Uh, Kimir Roof, as is, is, um, is, is Mark said here, is a very good player, but he's had injury problems. You know, and, and again, you've got to make sure that he's up to speed, he's ready to come in and, and fire no cylinders. I think that's the reason why Rangers went for the two. Obviously, Cedric gets in. Is, is a, we've had a few fans on here. Is a bigger type of striker. Not, I wouldn't say an out-and-out target man, mm-hmm. but he's got a bit more physicality. Can drop off into the pocket as well. So, you know, he's just a different type of striker and it's given them different options. But for me, if Rangers could keep Morelis, I still think that would be the best option because you're scoring almost, you know, pretty much guaranteed 30 goals in a full season mm. off him. And that, is a, as I said, is tough even for Good players to follow Yeah already Opinions coming in on Twitter Lee says Of course he should What a silly question But that, that's fine that, that, that doesn't. I wasn't looking for Either mm-hmm. or Just you, I'm looking for your opinion Should he start Yes or no uh, What else have we got Ayrshire Jair says Of course take him off At half time If the tie is done uh, That's the view of Ayrshire Jair Yes why wouldn't he Says Schmandog well, Just just throwing it out there that, That's the type of response well, there, it wouldn't, there is no, it wouldn't there have is no right or wrong answer a deal. I mean if you're going to sell him For whatever Close to 20 million Or whatever it happens to be it's a business deal You know that, that Football is a business And as much as fans Don't like to Appreciate that Sometimes Even Steven Gerrard With all his Clout at Rangers You know Might might be looking And say, having a chat mm. With the board And say listen If we get this 20 million Then we don't 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 be throwing him Into a situation That, that might jeopardise that So It can happen he's, he's, We don't think it, That is What's happening At this moment in time but it, but it is Part and parcel of football These days 0141-951-1025 Let's hear from you right now Stephen Gerrard says he's delighted with the quality of player He's been able to bring in with Ruth and Eaton arriving yesterday He's thanking the board for their backing And he's given insight into what Rangers fans can expect from Cedric Eaton I'm really excited and looking forward to working with the two new boys I'm sure they'll bring a lot and add a lot to us as a team and a squad They've given us good backing That's always been the same uh, since day one We're on the same page in terms of the board and myself we're, The main thing is to try and improve us as an eleven and as a squad And I think we're getting names and calibre of players that we have done yesterday Certainly helps us get closer towards that Certainly our fans will know more and, and have seen more on roof Because of them playing down at Leeds In terms of Cedric Cedric's one who comes with huge potential a little bit younger but real strong numbers in terms of goals to games in his career so far six foot two and a half so comes with power strong runner so they give us different options um, the good thing is they can play together uh, in terms of how we play and they fit into our system but yeah I'm really excited to work with them both they're both hungry they're both looking forward to, to coming and starting they both understand where the clubs are and what we're trying to achieve so the real big positive news for Rangers and I'm delighted to get them done 
Uh, Stephen Gerrard speaking to Sky Sports Germany are looking ahead to that one tomorrow 01419511025 for your opinion Charlie's a Rangers fan first up what do you think ahead of tomorrow Charlie how do how do Rangers approach this are you, are you still holding out hope that something can be done and you can overturn that deficit well we never know if football do you you know uh, and I don't think that team's had a good start I can't mean what somebody said about them they've no set of yeah, they're not players, so there may be a chance that we could do something. Uh, but we don't, we don't. Uh, we just need to draw under it, you know what I mean? Yeah, how how do how do Rangers a, a, approach it, Jim? Because you always hear these phrases in football, you know, it's it's a free hit, and then you got other people saying no such thing exists. What, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, listen, as far as Rangers are concerned, it's performance, I think. I think that's what Steven Gerrard will look at, the performance. I mean the performances in Europe I mean listen At home Before the, the lockdown against Bayer Leverkusen Were very good But generally In Stephen Gerrard's tenure At Rangers Their the, the European away performance Have been very very good uh, Tactically very astute uh, and and seem to you know you know f- 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 thrived really you know in some of these games. So I would expect Rangers to you know to to probably really good performance. I, I wouldn't see them losing, but can they overturn a two goal deficit? I would doubt it. I would doubt it because you know going to Germany, uh, you know any of these teams, even even if they're slightly below par, there are still some good players there. So you know I would I would think that would be unlikely to turn around. But I think the Rangers will be looking for a a, a good performance and. Perhaps I said if they come back with a one-one draw, yeah, okay, you're out the tournament. But you said you, you've had a good performance and you can you can build on that kind of confidence that playing against good European teams shows that you, you can compete. And so that that's how I think Rangers will approach. I think they'll look to see as, as Stephen Gerrard just says they're building again, you know, towards getting into a a bit of momentum going. Yeah, I mean. That, Rangers we know can can play well away from home they they, they excel away from home um, in Europe but tomorrow night don't forget they need to go and score three goals they need to win yeah. three now to go through even if they won two nil well, it's a tall order obviously the best results ever uh, in in Europe and still wouldn't even be good enough to get through so no I don't expect Rangers to get through but but like Duff says it's a case of keeping things going it's the, the new yeah, I mean, can you can you gain anything back, from things. can you gain anything from say winning the game but but you don't go oh, through that that yeah. would give you a massive boost would oh, it not would, going forward a 1-1 draw a 0-0 draw a 2-2 draw a 3 each whatever it's getting another 90 minutes under your belt it's getting another European game away from home it's trying something um, different let's say it's partnerships it's bedding people in it's another experience for the Rangers manager and his coaching staff uh, as he learns more and more uh, about it so yeah there's a lot to look forward to a lot to be positive about but ultimately can Rangers get through no I don't mm. think so will they get will they get spanked tomorrow night no I don't think so could it be a 1-1 or a 2-1 defeat or a 2-1-1 yeah I think it'll be tight either way Charlie it's one way traffic on Twitter should Morelos play the replies are all along the lines of yes of course he should Gordon you're an idiot why are you even asking such a, a stupid question um, <laughs> are you on to provide a similar response no, I would say Barella shouldn't play. Why? I don't know, but you're too pundits here, but uh, they probably were watching the game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And if you could tell me that a man was fat on Saturday, well, <laughs> uh, you've got better eyesight than me because what I've seen Saturday, he wasn't fat. He's oh. talking a lot of baloney. Well, Stephen Stephen Gerrard, Stephen Gerrard himself said that he has still to get yeah. fitter, but I mean, mm-hmm. he played the majority, did he play all the game? The majority yeah. of the game, he set up the goal. Yeah, I mean, he played a different type of Alfredo Morelos. Now, whether that was tactically, we don't know. Stephen Gerrard have to explain that because he wasn't playing right up against, um, you know, Ash Taylor and uh, Scott McKenna. Whereas 
traditionally that's what he's done in, in Aberdeen if this real physical contest particularly with McKenna but I don't know if that was tactics he was dropping off in the little pockets yeah he wasn't running behind and, and as, as Charlie says maybe that looks as if he's maybe he's maybe not got the, 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 the energy levels up yet where he's, he's making those runs in behind but his touch was good his link up play was good he was giving the two centre halves a problem because he weren't quite sure when to go with him and how far and that one bit of indecision and Scott McKenna mentioned that after the game he said he he went to go in and the ball was flicked in the inside because they wanted this high press and, and and then obviously Alfredo Morelos turned played the ball through to Ryan Kent and it was a fantastic goal so it was a different type of Alfredo Morelos and if you're not at your best if you're not at your sharpest then yeah a wee bit of game intelligence doesn't, doesn't, doesn't go amiss and I think that's the reason why I'm thinking unless there's something really close to being done I think he will play because I think it's exactly what Charlie said he needs another 90 minutes or is, he needs another at least 75 minutes under his belt 01419511025 Thanks to Charlie This is the ideal time To get your call in Because we're going to get The travel with Stephen And then coming up next We're going to hear from A very familiar voice Who knows his stuff On German football And Bayer Leverkusen We'll bring that to you next You are the voice Of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Big week ahead We've got Europa League action tomorrow Then straight back into it At the weekend Round 2 of the Premiership fixture So lots to discuss Don't be shy Let's hear from you 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Like I said A big game in Germany tomorrow By Leverkusen Against Rangers So let's get the inside track uh, From the German side of things It's a pleasure as always To welcome well-known broadcaster And commentator Derek Ray To the show Derek, how are you? I'm well Gordon, how are you? Yes, not too bad at all Now the last time we spoke Derek It was at the very start Of all the the lockdown madness And the Bundesliga was returning It was the only Or one of the only leagues that, That people could watch Now what that's done Has caused a pretty strange Build up to this one Derek I don't think Leverkusen Have played In round about a month But they have played Seven games Since the last time They met Rangers Rangers on the other hand Are, are back in action They played at the weekend But they've obviously Only played once what, What's the kind of feeling In Germany ahead of this one? There's a feeling of Entering into the unknown Nobody quite knows How Leverkusen Will look Having had this time off two weeks on holiday, two weeks preparing for the Rangers game, but without an actual practice match, as we know it, they have had a a session with the first team playing the reserves. That takes us back to the 1960s in Scotland when they used to open seasons with the first team against the reserves. And I think that they're confident because obviously they have confidence in their own ability. It's a very big, deep squad. But at the same time, listening to Peter Boss, the coach of Leverkusen today, um, he certainly rates Rangers. He has great respect for what their preparation has been. Watch the game against Aberdeen, the win against Aberdeen at Batodre on Saturday. And he said, quite tellingly, if anybody in the team thinks this is going to be a routine matter, then they're going to have a big problem from me. Yeah, our Leverkusen at full strength Derek, there has been a lot of speculation about Kai Havertz I think lots of Rangers fans would have been hoping That he would have been signed by Chelsea Or anyone else for that matter Before this tie uh, came round He is still there I take it he's expected to play He's expected to play And Peter Boss said just earlier today uh, I am fully confident that his head will 100% be in the game So uh, the interesting thing about it is this will, in all likelihood, be his last game for Leverkusen at the Bayerina. So he will want to go out on a high. 
You mentioned Chelsea, Jim Duffy's old club, of course, one of his, his many former clubs. And uh, it is viewed in Germany as really only a matter of time before that deal goes through. But it hasn't officially gone through yet. And until that happens, Havertz will play. I mean, they are without a few regulars. I wouldn't necessarily, if I were a Rangers fan, be celebrating because of that. I mentioned earlier, it is a strong squad. But the players who are out, Karim Belarabi, one of their better players, one of their better attacking players because of a muscular problem. Nadim Amiri, who's very versatile, could have played at right back and also play in midfield. He's actually out because of the COVID situation because he came into close contact with somebody who tested positive for COVID. So sensibly withdrew himself from the squad. Paulinho, who's out because of a cruciate problem. And then a couple of suspended players in Mitchell Weiser and Karim Damiabai. So we're talking about players that could be in the first team, but they have so many other leap of attacking weapons, the likes of Moussa Diaby, the former PSG youngster who has blustering pace and a good deal of skill. Leon Bailey, who can do real damage. Kevin Folland, if he starts the game, Havertz, who could be either a striker or a culture midfield player or anything you like, really, on the pitch. So it's got to be a difficult task for Rangers. But, uh, you know, I think if they, they look at some of Leverkusen's games following the restart, the one I would look at in particular was against Wolfsburg when they lost 4-1 and they succumbed to a physical team, a team who capitalized when it came to aerial goals. That's their great strength, and it was Leverkusen's great weakness, set pieces. So, I mean, it can be done, uh, but it's certainly laced with difficulties. All right, Derek, it's Jim here. How are you? Hi, Jim. Great to hear your voice. I'm well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Is, is it fair to say that Leverkusen can be a bit inconsistent at times, but when they're not at the best they're still a decent side. I mean, obviously I watched a few of the games when the Bundesliga started back again. Two or three games they looked exceptional, but there was another couple of games they just looked as if, you know, they made basic errors, but there was patches in those games where they, 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 they kind of came to life and I think they're, they're a difficult side. They're, they seem to me as a difficult side to actually kind of, you know, put, put a label on, the, the, you know, the, the, what you're going to get from them. I think that's fair comment. I think that they can be erratic at times and sometimes you look at them and you think they're just not getting started in, in this particular game uh, the one interesting thing Jim and you'll be interested in this especially from a sort of a tactical point of view uh, I always look at the statistics on a week-to-week basis in the Bundesliga when I'm covering the matches and they're very high up when it comes to possession but as we know possession is not necessarily nine-tenths of the law in the sport we all love but they do actually stand out when it comes to um, the ground they cover in a game. And I know that Peter Boss, the coach, is very proud of that fact that, that they do actually put in a shift, to use the, the old expression, more than most teams. And you don't necessarily associate that with a team that uh, is intent upon keeping the ball, cherishing the ball. But, yeah, when they're off, they can be really off. And, and, and that's what I, I saw in that game against Wolfsburg. And, uh, you know, they do have a lot to play for here as well because... They missed out on the Champions League narrowly. They lost to Hertha second last week of the season. They were sort of in this little um, private contest with Gladbach for the last Champions League spot, and they failed to get it. So they're obviously viewing the Europa League as their their route into the Champions League, but um, it's not lost on them how difficult it's going to be. But yeah, they are an interesting side tactically. Um, Derek, the German League, the Bundesliga obviously well down the line with regards to playing these games behind closed doors Everyone knows they, they started um, you know, months ago now, certainly in comparison to us how, how has that all been? And I suppose looking forward as well, if Rangers were to pull off what will be a tall order The, the, the Europa League will be concluded in a sort of mini knockout tournament format 
That's right, and, and obviously that will be in the same part of Germany that we're talking about, not too far from, from Leverkusen, you know, in uh, places like Cologne and Duisburg, Gelsenkirchen and Dusseldorf. And it's one thing that they certainly have got right in Germany, and I admit, I was a bit sceptical at the start. I, I thought that there were going to be problems when it came to, to COVID-19 and that we were probably going to have um, you know, a start and then a stop and then maybe another start and we might be hard-pressed to get all the games in. But you know, credit to everybody at the, the DFL in Germany and it's all the clubs. I think the players deserve a lot of credit and the, the people behind the scenes at the various clubs because they managed to make it work really without a hitch once we, we got going. So um, I think that you know, we're in the right country when it comes to this. And you know, if Rangers were to, to pull off the unexpected I think they would be in comfortable surroundings. They'd be playing in, in very nice facilities at all these venues. And, um, you know, we'll see what the next step is in Germany. They're already talking about trying to get fans back, although it's still subject to, to government permission and, and quite a few hurdles to overcome before we get to that point. But, um, yeah, I think it's, it's the right place. And, you know, it remains to be seen, um, you know, if Rangers are in a good position to do this based on, Leverkusen's situation, and it's the situation that every German club finds itself in, uh, having had their restart come earlier, and as a result, the holidays come earlier. You know, let's see. Yeah, I think you mentioned the fifth place finish missing out on the Champions League spot. Does that add anything to the desire for Leverkusen to go on and, and win this Europa League? Is that something they've got serious designs on? I, I know there are you know big teams left in the competition. Yes. Definitely, they have serious designs on that, and I think you know they rate themselves that they have a I'm not going to say a conceit of themselves, but I think if you if you analyse the squad from top to bottom, they are legitimately the sort of team that could win the Europa League. And um, you know, Peter Boss has been saying we're not going to get carried away. It's four games, but first of all, it's Rangers, uh, and we have to get over that hurdle, not fully knowing how they're going to perform. But uh, this competition, of course, we used to know it as the UEFA Cup, uh, us oldies. Uh, and uh, they won it back in 1988. And, you know, they have this unfortunate tag, this nickname, you know, instead of Leverkusen, you know, Neverkusen, because they, they haven't won very much in their history. And they famously crashed um, on the last day in the Bundesliga on a couple of occasions, 2000, 2002. They last won a trophy way back 27 years ago when they won the, the German Cup, the DFB Pokal. But they did win the UEFA Cup in 1988 in pretty spectacular fashion. They lost the first leg to Espanyol of Spain away, came back to, to uh, 3-0 in the home leg, and then won on penalties. So it is a competition that's certainly dear to the heart. And um, you know, I think they, they rightly feel that there's kind of a home advantage element to it. Um, you know, they're all set that they get past Rangers to be based in Dusseldorf in a hotel there just up the road from Leverkusen. And, um, you know, they think that could could see them play with the wind at the back, mm. so to speak. And just before we let you go, Derek, away from that fixture tomorrow, a couple of young Scottish players rumoured to be heading to Germany, Aaron Hickey being one of them. Yeah, this has really just sort of come to light today. Now, often, you know, when it comes to sources with these things, we, we have to be a little bit careful. And I'm always cautious when it comes to, um, you know, one source or another reporting something in Germany. But... Um, the word is certainly out there that uh, Bayern had an interest in a couple of young players, Aaron Hickey of Hearts, and then Barry Hepburn, the 16-year-old of Celtic. Now, um, from what I hear, Bayern have been monitoring both players for, for quite some time. 
And there's a certain sense to it because Bayern are, are trying to rebuild the whole youth squad. Remember, their second team plays in the third division. Now, they actually won the third division at the end of the season. They don't get promoted under the rules in Germany. They can't go further than the third tier. But they've lost their coach, Sebastian Hoeneß, the nephew of the famous Uli Hoeneß. And, you know, they are trying to sort of you know, restock there and, and make Bayern a destination for some of the best young players out there in Europe. So I would think that's encouraging from a Scottish point of view. I think we've all, as Scots, said for a while it would do our players the world of good to experience something different at a young age. And uh, I remember Owen Hargreaves, the former England international who I used to work with on BT Sport, telling me that, uh, in his opinion, there is no better school than Bayern. He learned so much when he went there at 16, when he got that instilled into him at a young age, that you take nothing for granted on a day-to-day basis. And we know that they have a reputation for excellence. Whether a young player stays there um, for good is another matter. But you do get a very good education. And, you know, it's, it's not done yet, I don't think. But it's, uh, it's certainly one to follow. Derek, thanks as always for joining us. I trust you'll enjoy the game tomorrow. Hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Looking forward to it, Gordon. Thanks, guys. Good man. That was Derek Ray giving us all the inside info on Bayer Leverkusen and Aaron Hickey's potential move to Bayern mm. Munich. I saw Bologna and some other clubs mm-hmm. interested as well. So that's one uh, we will watch with interest. Let's go straight back to the phones. Geoffrey is a Rangers fan. How are you looking forward to tomorrow, Geoffrey? Um, well, a bit of trepidation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I think if we've played to our potential like we've done in the past, I think. Um, we could do it, but all I hope for is a win. But whether we go through or not, I'm, I'm so I'm looking forward to Europe again. So I mean, with the new signings that are up and coming, I think we've, we've got a good chance. Um, and that depends who plays tomorrow night. If Morelos plays, I don't know. I don't know if um, if, we, if we've got scoring ability. But I'm just looking forward to the season as a whole, Europe as a whole, and the signings. I hope there's going to be more. Um, I'm just looking forward to it. Of the signings yesterday, Geoffrey, now it goes without saying, we've not seen them yet, but everyone knows the sort of CV that they come with. Have they given you a lift? Have they increased your optimism ahead of the new campaign? Um, I think yes. I would say yes. Um, and I've been listening to the programme the last two nights. There's been some negativity um, from people, but it's been positive from other people. Um, I actually think the way things are going just now with the signings, I think Rangers could have a new team by by the end of October. Um, I'm sort of looking forward to it with some optimism. Um, it, uh, really, uh, I mean, it's only one game, but I feel that um, we could stop Celtic from doing 10 in a row. Well, that is the challenge. Thank you very much to Jeffrey and Giffnick. I'll just stay on the lines and we'll try and squeeze a couple in here because I'm conscious that we had uh, Derek Ray on uh, for quite some time, which took us away from, from getting uh, you guys through to have your say. So let's hear from Lewis, who's also a Rangers fan from Bonnes. Hi, Lewis. Sorry, mate. How you doing? Not too bad. Are you well? I'm not so bad. Good I... stuff. You look forward to tomorrow. How, you know, Jeffrey was on there talking about you know tall order, but maybe win the game even, and that gives you some sort of you know belief and confidence going forward. How do you see it? Um, I think we need to go out to the first, try and get a go in the first ten fifteen minutes and see where we are. But there, 
Um, I've had a lot of comments about Morelos, and I think he should start the Mora. He's also our best striker. I'm not going to else on the bench here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that is the thing. Everyone is is sort of, and I think most people are in agreement that he is the only, well, he's the best striker for a start. He's the only sort of recognised one and fit and available, and therefore he has to play. Um, what are your thoughts about him generally, Lewis? Because obviously the reason I asked the question is if he's going to go, if there's going to be a deal for him at the end of the week, uh, do you risk him? Do you put him in? Is that not not something you're concerned with? Uh, there's also a risk if he gets injured the more you want to get the money, so. I'm not actually overly sure mm. um, what happens with that, but I, I would play him. I could work a number of a number of ways uh, for Alfredo Morelos tomorrow night, Gordon. Uh, it could be if there's a deal as good as done, then you know ordinarily Rangers wouldn't want to risk him if they're going to jeopardise, uh, you know, something these are fifteen to twenty million pounds. So they wouldn't want to do that and, and be the player if the player's doubling or trebling his money. He's not want to risk himself either. Um, if there's nothing really getting done, then. Stephen Gerrard says to Alfredo do you want to play it could be as much down to the player as well are you ready to play are you going to go out and give us a shift just be honest with us or it could well be that there's really nothing concrete in the pipeline and Alfredo Morelos sees this as an opportunity to really go and clinch something you know to show that the new season he's ready and all of a sudden a really good performance tonight a goal uh, tomorrow night or a goal all of a sudden propels him again into a level with somebody says you know what We'll go and give the 16, the 17, 18, the 90 million quid, 20 million quid to go and get this guy. So it depends where negotiations are with other clubs, if anything, at the moment. It could well be that Leo have killed their interest. It could well be a deal's getting done for Friday morning. Who knows? Or it could be very much in the short window, which would benefit Rangers tomorrow night. I mean, we just heard Lewis from Stephen Gerrard saying that the signing of the two strikers yesterday doesn't actually impact Alfredo Morelos' position at the club. It's kind of coming from elsewhere, isn't it? From from fans and from well, guys like ourselves putting two and two together and saying, well, this possibly means that that he is going to move on. How do you see strike uh, Rangers striker lineup looking this season? Um, I've seen uh, it, and he's uh, a part looking good as well. And Ruth, I think there's question marks over him because of a bad injury campaign last year with Anderlecht. Mm. Um, and I think having if you take Alfredo Morelos away, I don't think it looks as good, obviously. Um, because Defoe's injured for a few more weeks I think I'm not sure what's going on there Yeah that's the thing Jim Whether it's whether it is all three Whether it's Morelos goes And then you're left with Well you know when Defoe comes back I don't think he's a million um, miles away Does this increase the likelihood That Stephen Gerrard might at times Play play two up front And kind of mix things up a bit well, possibly. You see, you heard Stephen Gerrard saying he can, you know, the, I think in particular it was Tony was talking about, he said that he can play and adapt into the style we want to play. Because so, he can drop off a little bit. He can play, as he said, six foot two. So he can he can play up as a, as, a, as a central striker. But he can also drop off into little pockets and stuff like that. So that maybe leaves somebody like Ruth or Morelis beyond them. So th- yeah, there, there's definitely room and scope. Uh, Roof can play as a central striker, but can also play in the in the wide areas coming in. And the way Rangers play now, you know, they they they, they come in off the flanks. The, the wider guys, they're not you know like sitting out there as a winger, um, leaving space for Barisic and uh, and and Tavernier. So yeah, I mean, I think that there, there is scope to play two strikers absolutely and get two of them on the pitch. Um, but you know, as as far as Alfredo Morelos is concerned, you know, as I say, I I think you know he. he if you're a player, you want to play. That that's for me. You, you go into Europe, you want to play European games. It is different. Um, you know, the, the, there is a bit of monotony about the Scottish game because you play each other so often, four times, five times, sometimes with cups. 
But when you play in Europe, there's a freshness mm-hmm. about it, and, and I think it's an education. So I'd be surprised if 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 Alfredo Morales doesn't play. I think he will play, uh, and and I think as, as Mark said, listen, even if he, even if the deal is done, he still wants to show people. Listen, I can play against anyone here. I can play in Europe. I'm good enough, uh, and therefore, even if he does it for an hour and he blows a gasket, that's fine. You know, go and get yourself a good hour under your belt, uh, and and that will help. So for me, I think he does play. You're a good man, Lewis. Some good points well made. Hopefully, we'll hear from you soon. That was Lewis in Bonnes. Perfect time to get your call in. We'll get the travel with Stephen, and you could be next. 0141 951 1025. 0141 951 1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, in tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. There are two ways for you to get in touch. You can phone us 0141 951 1025, and you can tweet as well at Clyde SSB. Phone lines looking pretty busy at the moment, but that doesn't mean we won't squeeze as many in as possible, so keep them coming. Jim is a Celtic fan from Easterhouse. Hi, Jim. Jim, can you hear us? I don't know where Jim is. I think Jim's got us in hold. I think he's a busy man. Hello, Jim. Ah, I don't know where Jim's gone. We'll get to Jim in just a second. We'll just, I'll just guess what he was going to talk about. It says Jim, Celtic, Easterhouse. It says lack of transfer activity from us um, as a Celtic fan. I don't want to steal his thunder. Should we steal his thunder? Well, and just sort of crack on. Let's see, producer Dan's. Working furiously And then he's bashing <laughs> buttons At least I hope it's buttons That he's bashing In that phone booth Through there um, The caller's points Are always usually better Than, than, than what Dan's answers. written What Dan's <laughs> written down told, As well yeah. Don't know if his phone's yeah. died See right at, the, right at the crucial minute It has as well Jim Jim the Celtic fan From Easterhouse Is gone uh, but what's, said, what's Celtic's business Been obviously the goalkeeper Which they needed to get in Which is done They've got a number one Uh that's it. Young, you know, saying a young, a young player. But I mean, El Yunusi would, you know, yeah, to, to get again. him again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but Neil Lennon said he's still looking for. Yeah. I mean, they're clearly in the market for um, a striker, um, and you know, probably in the market for a for a central uh, defender. So that there's probably two players. Um, at least it could end up being two strikers. You never know, but certainly. At least one um, that they've been linked with uh, Tony down the road uh, at, at Peterborough. Mm-hmm. Um, so jetty, a, je- a jetty at West Ham. West Ham. Yeah, a loan deal um, too. So yeah, I think there's always a reaction when across the city there's there's signings. We you know Rangers have, have, have probably spent something in the range of eight nine million pounds. Um, yesterday, which I think it was, it looks like it was now closer to six. You know, those were the initial figures coming out of sort six, of six, but four and a half for roof, uh, I believe. And uh, is that uh, about one and a half then? I think out of Belgium and um, and Switzerland yesterday, it seems to have been scaled down a little bit, but okay. it's nevertheless it's a significant it, it's investment. Good money from from what I'm told. Um, roof is now the highest paid player in Scotland. The contract that he's got has made him the highest paid player um, in Scotland. He's on serious uh, weekly wage. So when you see that from across the, the, the city, even though you're, you're the champions and you've had all the success for the past um, number of years, you still want to see your club being active. You still want to see it being being freshened up. But there's, 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 there's plenty of time. But Celtic have been certainly linked to a number of players. They are actively looking. But but you do kind of get to stage, and particularly if you're the manager, that you say, right, I actually want to get players in. I want to get, mm. to, get to work with them. But I think another positive too, in terms of striking area Not that we'll put Neil Lennon Want another striker in But we've just seen Klamala That wee yeah. glimpse of him Although I thought it was Poor defending um, From Hamilton That said you know, Just the way he used his weight Got a wee yard on it And, and got his uh, 
His shot away was uh, must have been really encouraging Jim's phone's broken it must be But I'll tell you who's here An able replacement Stephen who's also a Celtic fan from Ayr What's on your mind tonight Stephen? How are you doing Gordon? I tried to get on last night but the show was busy It was very, um, It's always busy Stephen But you're on now and it's good to have you I, uh, You put the question out does it, does it worry us Celtic fans? Me personally it doesn't I'll tell you why because We've seen it so many times where Rangers, every single transfer market, they bring in almost 10 players. I don't know how they manage it, but it's, it's about quality, it's not about quantity. So, And you could say Ruth, Ruth does need to me have the, I've checked the stats on him, as you do. Any Rangers fan that says they don't check Celtic signings when they sign our liars, I've checked the stats. He's got 67 goals in nine years. Yes, he was a winger at a point. I get that. But no, I'm, I'm not worried. What people are forgetting is Celtic have not played their hand yet. Would you expect? What would you expect Celtic to do with that hand then? You know, in fact, I think your pre- the previous caller who was about to come on was about to make a point, I think, about you know transfer activity from Celtic. I, are you expecting some? A lot? Yeah, it's not a lot because we don't sign 10 every transfer window. I get why Rangers need to do it because they're the ones catching us. A left back, I expect for Greg Taylor for when he gets injured because they don't trust uh, Bolongoli. A centre half and a striker. I would go out and get. Um, I would go out and pay the nine million for Tony. I don't know whether he's going to Brentford or not. He's linked. I would go out and get him. Get him in working with Edward, just in case Edward goes because it could be a different. Uh, it could be different altogether if Edward leaves. Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one, but, you know, when you look at Donny, because Ben Rama and Watkins, Ollie Watkins, you know, scored, I think, 43 goals between them last year, and um, Ollie Watkins was a joint top goal scorer, Mitrovic at 26 goals, and they're talking about 20 million plus for these guys. So if Brentford, something like that, did get that, then they've they've got plenty of money to go and get, um, you know, somebody, you know, even... A club with the stature of Celtic might find it difficult to compete with just just a bit if it goes if it goes up beyond the kind of eight to ten million mark. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I find it difficult to to look at Celtic's team and see where you fit players in. I'm talking about first team. I mean, as in getting in a starting eleven. You know, I know Hugh was at the weekend. You know, a bit critical of the centre of the defenders, but Julian, you know, did really well last year. And Ayer, they were a really good partnership. If you want another one to play three at the back, which Celtic do, obviously Beaton can go in there, and they probably will want someone. But is he going to push either of those two out? Unlikely. Again, similar to, to the midfield, very strong and up front with Edward at the moment. I mean, he's absolutely sensational. Clamalla, as we mentioned, a bit will depend on Lee Griffiths uh, physically and mentally. Is, is he is he you know ready to go and compete there? I think. Bio's probably going to get moved out somewhere along the line. So I think there will be another striker, but it's hard to go and pay eight or nine million pounds for a striker. Well, he's going to sit the bench because Edward is an absolute certainty. He has to play. Mm. So mm. if he goes, you know, three to bat again, yeah, he could play him with Edward. And we know Edward's more than capable of just playing in that little pocket. But you know, you're paying huge money alongside the salary. For someone who is going to supplement your mm-hmm. star striker, I'm not quite so sure. Even 
of Celtic are cash rich yeah. they, they, they would do that Stephen's thrown in Ivan Tony's name yeah. Mark uh, Barry Fry in the mail I think it was today saying yeah. you know Celtic are running out of time uh, Celtic would have been his preferred choice but, but they're nowhere near it you should always caveat that by saying Barry Fry's a classic wheeler and dealer <laughs> down there oh, isn't he, he? Like, he's, 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 he's del boy yeah. Yeah. he's a salesman he's a yeah. salesman and by the way I'll never knock it, you know, when he's giving you back page stories as as he gave to, to Stephen McGowan in the Daily Mail today, then you know that that's what you're you're looking for if you can get a line um there, then great. So he's trying to up, up the ante, you know, he's saying, well, you know, he's set to sign for somebody in the next couple of days. For me, if that was true, you wouldn't be revealing that. <laughs> keep that to your So he's up the ante to get as much money as he can for his own club, which he's perfectly entitled to do. Do I see Celtic paying, you know, round about the five million pounds mark for somebody? Yes. Do I see them going as high? As eight or nine for somebody Only if they're going to sell Edward I think that's how it works You're talking about balancing the books Eight or nines are significant I mean that would be like Right up there with Edward In terms of record transfer fee So you're only doing that If you're selling Edward Otherwise I can't see them spending um, That kind of money Final word to you Stephen I know I'm no As I say I'm not coming across As one of these Arrogant Celtic fans It's just we've seen it Every single Transfer market They make the transfers And 55 is coming That's all you get out of them So we'll wait and see We will wait and see That's one of the great catchphrases Because we can't really do much else Even though we try uh, We'll have to wait and see Thank you though Stephen and Air It was great to hear from you Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football It's beat the pundit time It's your chance to win a signed ball But only if you get more questions right Than Jim Duffy or Mark Guidi It's that simple Come on here Answer as many as you're right And if you get more right than them The same ball is yours So 141951 Call quickly The lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We kicked off Looking ahead to Bayer Leverkusen Against Rangers Tomorrow How will Rangers Approach it We heard from Derek Ray Giving us the side of things From Germany As well We're about to hear from Celtic defender Christopher Julian He's got some interesting Things to say And you can hear them next After we do this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Ah yes Beat the pundit time Try to think who won last night Roger Hanna lost last night Yeah one of the shocks he was bl- He's blaming it on the, You know the kind of Behind closed doors element <laughs> And the, the rustiness And lockdown. the lockdown And all the rest of it He lost I mean don't get me wrong He does start uh, He does start on minus one now Roger He's, he's handicapped But he, he, he did lose Yeah it was, it was a good game Let's see what we've got in store tonight It's either Jim or Mark Taking on Sean and Dennison How's it going Sean? Aye, alright panel, how's yourselves? Not Good too time. bad at all, how's Dennis in this evening? Raining like everywhere else? Aye, as per yeah, Sounds about right, sounds about right I'll see if we can cheer you up, Sean I can't make the rain stop But we can try and give you a signed ball I'll toss the coin first though If it's heads, you take on Mark And if it's tails, you take on Jim Duffy And it is heads It's Mark Guidi against Sean in Rainy Dennison So I'll give Mark something else to listen to That way he can't hear what you're saying anymore, Sean 30 seconds going on the clock it's pretty simple Answer as many questions right as you can And if you don't know it Pass quickly And move on to the next one Alright Yep Good man 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts Now Which Scottish side Play their home games At Gayfield Allah Who's Celtic's Assistant manager John Kennedy How many times Have Ajax won The European Cup Or Champions League Two Which club did Rangers Sign Leon Balogun from 
Wigan Name either side that played in last night's Premier League playoff final Fulham Who won the Ballon d'Or last year? Pass Nah, just guess someone Come on, who won the Ballon d'Or last year? Um, Messi Okay, let's bring Mark Guidi back Mark, can you hear us? Got you, Gordon Right, same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts now Which Scottish side play their home games at Gayfield? Abroth Who is Celtic's assistant manager? Uh, John Kennedy How many times have Ajax won the European Cup or Champions League? Three Which club did Rangers sign Leon Balogun from? Wigan Name either side that played in last night's Premier League playoff final Fulham Who won the Ballon d'Or last year? Uh, Messi Which Scottish side are managed by David Hopkin? Uh, Morton Who did Chelsea face in the Champions League on Saturday? Bayern Munich Who was the St Johnston manager immediately before Tommy Wright? Steve Lomas What do you think Sean? Ah he's done me Is that the first time you've played Sean? It is I How different is it Just for people who are out there Is it different when you're Playing along then When the pressure's on And you're actually on the phone Oh 100% 100% I've always wondered I'll, I'll never get to know Maybe one day when I'm on holiday I'll phone in And, and give it a bash But I've always wondered <laughs> Just in general cause we'll, we'll phone the hospital for you <laughs> Well exactly Hopefully Touch wood I won't end up back there This season Because even in the morning When I'm listening to George and Cassie I always yeah. think I scooshed that 5k yeah. minute Honestly yeah. I'd be yeah. 50 grand up if I had to play that you every day You know that one name's going to phone you now don't you? One day. And I'll get about two yeah, ah, Exactly, I'll not answer I'll just, that's, that's, To be honest, it's mostly before I get up in the morning that anyway So, hey, right, let's crack on uh, Sean and Dennison up against Mark Guidi Let's find out how they did Which Scottish side play their home games at Gayfield It is Arbroath uh, So it's 1-0 to Mark Guidi Who's the Celtic assistant? John Kennedy You both get that well done 2-1 to Mark How many times have Ajax won the European Cup slash Champions League? It's four mm. 71, 72, 73 And 95 So what a, what a record that was in the early 70s So still 2-1 to Mark Which club did Rangers sign Leon Balogun from? Wigan, you both got it Name either side that played in last night's Premier League playoff final at Fulham or Brentford You both got it Mark stays one in front Who won the Ballon d'Or last year? Lionel Messi You both got it On to question 7 though Because you ran out of time Sean Which Scottish side managed by David Hopkin? It is Morton Chelsea do face Bayern Munich and Steve Lomas was before Tommy Wright So a real strong finish from Mark 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 And 8 for Mark Guidi And a 4 for Sean and Dennis And hard line Sean A 4 isn't bad by the way mm. uh, But Mark was just in good form tonight Ah well nothing you can do is there Nothing you can do well Sean. Done, Sean You can get more right next time But that wasn't a bad Not a bad attempt at all Thanks for playing Sean Hopefully uh, we will speak to you soon Fulham Brentford last night Did you watch it? Yep You think you would be able to play a wee bit better If you were going for the £100 million game It wasn't I think that's it though It's nervous Very very few games are, are, are memorable no, those holiday, yeah. Usually holiday weekend in May And they're so nervy was that, of, was that particularly bad then Or was it, was it just me Am I being, was I, I being grumpy? I just watched the yeah. highlights And I know the highlights package Can, can <laughs> well, give I'd you a false I'd, I'd watched the, 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 well, the semi-finals You want mm-hmm. to call it the, the, the other games And they were actually decent games but uh, yeah, I think like the pressures on it. I mean, you say that you know the the goalkeeper's going to get mentioned for um, you know Brentford last night. Who was a really good goalkeeper, caught out with a free kick, fantastic invention uh, for the boy. I think it was Bryant who scored the goal. But uh, it's a great goal if you're that. But that that's the one, and people will highlight it's whether well, anywhere between a hundred and two hundred million, depending where you want to you know pitch it. But a huge amount of money, and, and obviously like pressure. I mean, it's. It's like any sport when you when you throw that amount of pressure on you, then it affects people. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You know the modern way of 
announcing or teasing your fans that you're going to make a signing. You take mm. to Twitter and you maybe put a little emoji on, whatever it may be, that there's a signing coming. I like this one from Dumbarton, who've just said, mm. good evening. Mm. Then it says 8pm and there's a wee pen, but their manager's here. I hope he knows about it. I hope this isn't. I hope this isn't going to surprise him when this name gets revealed <laughs> at eight o'clock. Well, there you go. So you you will be surprising him because I didn't know I'd sign anyone. So there you go. Is it definitely a signing? Well, obviously I've signed players over the last few days, but I don't. I, you don't you keep know, up with I'm who's not, been announced. I'm not All right, on okay. Twitter and these things. So I don't know when these things get announced. So it may well have been somewhere I said I could have announced. Right. I, I won't. Sp- I won't. Sp- whoever's running the Twitter account, I won't spoil mm. the evening by getting Jim to, to spill. Then, but I'll watch with interest. It'll be imagine Jim just. I don't know. I've never heard him. I don't know who it is. What should we find him? Well, listen. In, fo- in the football world now, that might not be that surprising <laughs> that a manager doesn't know when a player gets signed. You have worked with with Mad Vlad in the past. I don't yeah. suppose there's anything of that level going on at Dumbarton but yeah, well, like you say nothing would surprise you anymore no I remember as I said that was the, the time when the, the, I can't remember I think it's in 17 in the January window and I think about 8 came in one day one day at training we, we actually had to get them changed in the shower because there was no room in the dressing room for them so we had to put seats in the showers um, so yeah I mean it does it does happen there we go 01419511025 what do you make of these comments from Celtic defender Christopher Julian he says he was always expecting Rangers to be a stronger side this season but he says that's why Celtic have been working extra hard to make sure they're ready for the challenge they definitely going to be stronger for sure uh, because uh, they are the, our opponent, like each team in, in this championship. Uh, they're gonna take some player more uh, to to add something to to be the champions. That's normal. Uh, that's what we 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 expect, and that's why we work hard since we came back. You know, uh, we know our our group and is really really good. Uh, we are really strong, um, but you know, and we know that the opponent is gonna be stronger. So. So, us too. You know, if they can stop uh, our run, they will do everything. So, yeah, definitely, you know, the, the Rangers buy some player, that's, that's good for them, but we, we are a good team. And today I'm really proud of uh, what we are, uh, what, we, what we do since the beginning of, of the preseason. And I just can't wait, you know, for, for just the marathon uh, beginning. That's what's fascinating about football rivalry, because... You know, by definition, if you're the team that's chasing, and in this occasion that's Rangers, there is an onus on you to strengthen more than the team who's already there. But it's indivisible for some people. You see one club doing it, and you immediately think, okay, what what are the other side going to do? Jim, I think, said earlier, Mark, he he can't really see obvious areas for improvement with regards to Celtic. What do you think? No, it's not. I mean, I, I, the way I would you know assess teams, um, you know, if if, if I'm taking Celtic just now is. Do you have the best possible player in that position? You know, realistically, do you have the best? So if you go through the Celtic team, they've got a new goalie and they've spent four million quid from. So it, it must, it must be good. Uh, right back from Pong. That's one you. of those quotes that could come back to haunt you, but we'll, we'll stick with <laughs> I'll it for now. I'll go to say it again. It must be good. <laughs> it must be good. Uh, right back from Pong. Could Celtic realistically get better than? Frimpong? I think from Pong's. Don't think there could be many complaints on the other side. Greg Taylor, I've always stood by him. Yep, Julian and Ayer. Yeah, absolutely fine. Could you do better? Maybe so. You possibly look about in that area, even if it's just for really good cover. Scott Brown, Callum McGregor, Olivier and Sham, uh, Ryan Christie, James Forrest, even Tom Rogic is Tom, like way behind Tom those guys at the moment. Rogic, yep. Yeah. Uh, and then you go to Klimala and and Edward. Can you get better than them? You might get, but but realistically, you'd have to say, no. I'm I'm pretty happy. Mm-hmm. 
with what I've got there. Um, but managers, Jim say the, the old managers trick. Whenever you're asked by your your board, are you happy with what you've got? No, we're always we're just one or two away, chairman. We're just one or two away. So that's always the stock answer. You look across at Rangers, um, they've signed, they've spent. Uh, are they better than last season? Well, certainly on paper, I'd say they are. They look um, stronger. But is there room for improvement? I'd say, yeah, in the Rangers team, in terms of a starting eleven, that I could see you get on in the next 37 games becoming league champions, I think they'd still need to improve over the piece to go on top of Celtic. Right, let's speak to Scott in Barmullock. What's on your mind tonight, Scott? Um, I'm just sort of following on the last couple of calls. They were talking about Celtic and players. I'm, I'm sort of more worried about the three centre-halves or lack of centre-halves we've got. Um, Christopher Ayer, I feel sorry for that boy because every single week he's played on the left side of the fence where he's, he's naturally right foot it, which in my opinion takes away his ability to, to play cross-field passes because he's constantly having to go on to his weaker foot. Um, and it's not, not it's quite noticeable that games that he's played well and he's been in the right side. Um, and obviously when playing frimpong on the right-hand side of a Call it a 3 5 2 and Sunday again it was. Um, I'm just wondering whether he will get a left sided centre back, and that's where I'm worried about. I'm not really worried about the rest of the team. I think we've got enough cover in front. We've certainly got plenty of midfielders. Um, we can make a team of midfielders, to be fair. Um, but I'm more worried about, especially in Europe, where you will get found out. That's my problem. I'm, I'm worried about centre half. It's a good point, Scott. I like that because it gives me a chance to pick the brain of. Of Jim Duffy How important is that Jim Because there are some players Who play on Are right footed But play Left centre back and, and make a career out of it And are absolute specialists At that For you Maybe in your own experiences As, as a player and, and now as a manager How much does it matter? It doesn't matter at no. all No Not at all um, Virgil van Dijk's You know At this moment in time You know Most people think Probably the best centre back in the world Plays left side Right footed Pretty you know, he can he can pass the ball simply with his left foot, but you don't see him switching the play, pinging away out to uh, Alexander Arnold with his left foot. It rarely happens. Um, you know, as long as you're a good defender and you use the ball well. I mean, you see Christopher Ayer breaking forward a lot, a lot more than Julian, for instance. Uh, and then as he breaks forward, he either links up the play or he, he passes it. I mean, Scott said he plays maybe better on the right hand side, but he might he might well feel a little bit more comfortable. I get that. But I don't really think. Yeah, I think you get partnerships. I mean, there's we can go through a history of partnerships. Um, you know, from from depending what area you want to go to, and a lot of them, um, and, and even one of Celtic's most famous other fullbacks, Tommy Gemmel, was 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 right footed. You know, playing on the left hand side. Danny McGrain played both sides. So listen, if you're a good player, you read the game well, use the ball well, you defend properly. I don't really think it makes that much difference. I think because most of the time now you're playing shorter passes anyway. You know, you're playing into Scott Brown, you're playing into Callum McGregor out to the full backs, and and if you check inside and just ping it out to the right hand side, there's no an issue for me. Scott, what makes you think, or, or or do you think that Neil Lennon really would want to pursue a kind of three five two this season? Celtic obviously looked very strong towards the end of the last campaign when they had Lee Griffiths. Uh, firing up there alongside Odds and Edward Do you think in an ideal world That's what Neil Lennon Would go back to If he had the personnel I, I, th- I think he would If you bear in mind That when Neil played, played with Celtic When he was still a player We predominantly played A 3-5-2 special under Martin O'Neill he, he knows the system He's played in it For a long long time um, And he's managed part of it as well I just think we're a far better Attacking team We're harder to pick up When we've got two men up front I mean Edward is Is just something different I think Edward could go on to be a better player than, than Moussa Dembele has um, because he's got a better all-round game he's a better link player he can 
been dropped deep. I just think last season when Lee Griffiths came in and was playing well, watch how Edward became more alive. He was allowed to drop a bit deeper, pick the ball up, run at people. Something he's really, really good at. Um, and I just think that 3 5 2 would suit us better. It obviously gives you a chance to get your better players in the team as well. I mean, we're talking about guys like Ryan Christie, Ryan Christie, Elanusi, um, Tom Rodgey, you've got McGregor, you've got Brown, um, you've got Frimpong and right on side, you've got James Forrest. You need to fit these guys on in somewhere, you've got to get all your good players in. And I just think that 3 5 2 would be. Would you play Frimpong or James Forrest then, Scott, just for talking sake in the wide right? If it's a 3 um, 5 2. I, I know I'm going to get slaughtered for this, but I'm not a James Forrest fan. But you can't, you can't, you can't um, take away the amount of goals he scored. Um, so it would need, in fairness, it need to be probably Forrest. Yeah. So that, that, that what I'm saying, you, you mentioned an awful lot of players there, and That's they're, the all, they're all very it? talented players. But you have to balance in a team, and you know, Elanusi for me wouldn't play as a left wing back, so he would be out the team for me if you play three five two. Um, you get two strikers Your midfield three Probably Brown McGregor And Cham You would have thought Christie Christie's left out <laughs> You know Either either Forrest Or, or Frimpong So you probably think Frimpong left out Listen It's a it's a big squad It's just I think Celtic will play two, uh, Three at the back At certain games And it gives them They've got the players To do that There's absolutely no doubt But the, trying to fit, You can't fit them all mm. And that, that, that's the difficulty When you've got Such a strong squad there's no chance that we're paying the money that we're paying for Elanusi for him to sit on the bench, but Jim, really? Not not a chance. So, not so, a chance. No, you always desperate to get I, this guy I, up the road. I'm, I'm not denying that. I'm saying if, if you played four at the back, he plays. I'm saying if you play three at the back, where does he play? I would play him one inside. So who, would you, who would you leave playing. out then? Well, you would shuffle about a bit if you need to. You could put Ryan Christie over on the left. And bring in Lucy one one in. I think we've got fourteen starting yeah, here, that's Scott. That's what I'm saying, Scott. Scott, you've got Scott Brown and you've got Callum McGregor. Do you agree with me? These two are absolute certs. Hundred percent. Right. So you're then saying it's Elanusi plays the next one. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Right. So that means yeah. Christie has to stay out, and it means in Cham has to be out. That that's that's what I'm saying. You know, you have to leave out good players. That's the nature of of of, of if you're wanting all if you're wanting Elanusi in. And Cham and Christie would have to be left out I'm glad you mentioned that other name there Scott It's almost like you knew it was coming next Because Christopher Julian was also talking about Odson Edward He says holding on to him is more valuable than any potential signing the club could make He says it's only natural though people are, are talking about him But he, as you would imagine, is desperate to see him stay Oh yeah, definitely You know when you when you play in a team You always want to, to play with the best And uh, I think Odson showed show to the old Scotland but To all the world that he's, uh, he's a really really good striker and um, that's that's normal that's for me I, I want him to to be on my side under my shoulder <laughs> uh, doing uh, all the time that I can but um, it's it's uh, it's like that you know uh, when there is good player they are always gonna have some some big attention and we just our um, Celtic uh, be just be good with with them and just see what it, what is gonna happen but I think uh, this year is, is really important So we'll see Scott I feel like this is the type of subject We have to check in on Just briefly Every single day Just to see how the, the sort of nerves are Are you confident that You know Edward stays Or will you not be? Will you not sleep well Until October When it's a guarantee Look It's one of the ones If somebody came in And offered Celtic Crazy money They'd probably need to take it With a pandemic thing um, Taking a lot of Finance away from clubs and people also not knowing when they're going to get into stadiums and stuff like that. Um, I, I just think 
Edward is, is probably right with us this season. I think he's the one guy. He's always he always seems to be fit. He's always scoring goals. If he's not scoring, he's making them. He just he just provides that spark that last. He's just a touch of class. In my opinion, I said I think he'll be going to be a better player than Dembele. I think he's a far better all round player. All right, Scott and Bermullock, thank you very much for taking the time to get in touch with us tonight. 01419511025. We've got the full time teaser coming next. You're looking for 10 players. Um, and I don't know much, but I know for sure that as good as Mark and Jim are, and they're not bad at the teasers, someone out there will get these 10 before they do. So listen up, get a pen and paper if you have to. The question is next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy's here, Mark Greedy is alongside them. They're going to have to put their heads together and come up with 10 answers to this one. George from Neilston. Has sent in the question Your nightly reminder That if you want to hear Your question on the show That the address you need Is full time At Clyde1.com We do one of these every night Just to give everyone A bit of fun Towards the end of the show um, we, we sometimes like to we, we, we don't give too much attention To that wee league down the road We're very much focused on, on, on the main event up here But sometimes Just when it comes to A bit of trivia I know people know their stuff So we'll do that tonight Which 10 players Have won the English Premier League With two different clubs so which 10 players have won the English Premier League with two different clubs? You can play along with the guys on Twitter. Don't be shy. Right. Okay. Uh, the Golo Kante. Yeah. Yes. Leicester and Chelsea. Leicester and Chelsea. Well done. Uh, uh, Robin Van Persie. No. Oh, no. no, no must not have won it with Arsenal. Oh, right. I must have joined them uh, after. Uh, Adebayor? No. Uh, Vincent Company? No uh, Cliche Yes okay. Kyle Cliche Arsenal and Man City and... I... Oh, mm... Danny Drinkwater No No uh, Oh uh, James Milner Yes Liverpool and Man City That's a good start We'll leave it there uh, Another 7 to go We'll just leave that bubbling away um, which 10 players have won the English Premier League With two different clubs That's not bad at all I will leave it there You can play along with us on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, 01419511025 on the phones Like I say at Clyde SSB on Twitter um, Bit of concerning news uh, Coming out of Aberdeen today Aberdeen, you, you may have heard this in our news bulletins Going back into lockdown It means that all pubs and restaurants and cafes Had to close from 5 o'clock tonight People there can no longer travel more than Five miles for leisure. The rest of us have been told not to visit the city. So back to the you know the restrictions we faced a couple of months ago. Um, I always throw this disclaimer in. There are far more important things than football. But th- this is a football show, and, and naturally people are wondering, well, what does this mean now? Because Aberdeen have a very well-known football team who are back in action. Um, but it, it, it's not scheduled to impact St Johnston against Aberdeen um, in any way at the moment. In fact, First Minister Nicola Sturgeon, I was on here earlier. Here's what she had to say. Aberdeen versus St John. That's um, it. Doesn't sound like it. I'm assuming she she speaks next. Yeah, I think she does. Aberdeen versus St Johnston the weekend. Aberdeen due to head down to Perth to play that. Is there any questions? Have you been liaising with SPFL on that one? These discussions and liaisons uh, are are ongoing all the time. Of course, matches are happening behind closed doors just now, so there's no issue of fans being there. So there's there's no immediate uh, suggestion that the game won't go ahead. 
Stephen Mill taking a break from the travel as you will know he's on with Gary Spence before we come on so that those guys spoke to the First Minister First Minister easy for me to say Nicola Sturgeon earlier um, it, it's pretty simple in the, the sense that the, the players are considered to be in a bubble because mm-hmm. they get tested I think mm-hmm. it was twice weekly twice, testing yeah. I think it went did it go down to one but then the St Mirren scare bumped sure, it back yeah. up so sure. they're, they're being tested basically the assumption is that no one at Aberdeen has it no one at St Johnson has it based on the test results and therefore it is safe for them to to play each other, yeah. Well, I mean, the first priority is safety. The, 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 you know, for for players and for the public and the, you know the staff at St Johnson as well in Aberdeen. So we 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 understand that we've been here now for the last several months, where number one priority is public health, uh, and then the football, as much as we love it, has to come you know below that uh, in, in in the in the pecking order. Mm. But you know, the, the the there was no positive test came through um, for for the clubs. I think it was over a thousand, wasn't there? So hopefully that stays the same. Yeah, Grant and Motherwell's actually got a point to make on that. Grant, what have you got to say? In lockdown, is it right? The game at St Johnson should be going ahead. Mm-hmm. We've been told there's no travel within five miles, yet Aberdeen players and staff are going to travel 80 miles. Yeah, I mean, Mark, you can see why t- to some people that's that there is a bit of a contradiction there, but I'll repeat what I said a minute or two ago. It's the fact that these players are subject to testing protocols. Yeah. The, the 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 general public aren't you know if if you've got symptoms whatever you, you know some people may yeah. go and get tested but as a, as a matter of routine the general public aren't being tested. Yeah. Um, whereas the footballers are. So that that's that's the distinction. Yeah, the, the, there's exceptions uh, and footballers because for the the, the reason that you gave gave there, Gordon, they're being uh, tested. You know, um, and you know it's like. Uh, you know, our, our own profession, you're allowed to travel more than five miles because it's part of your job, and you know you get your temperature taken, you go you go through the thing. So you know that that's so there's some that, that are allowed, and, and and rightly so. You know, understand health is a, a well-being is a priority, but you have got to keep some kind of movement going. Everything just can't come mm. uh, to a standstill. But they've acted, uh, have reacted quickly in terms of situation in Aberdeen, and, and as Nicholas Sturgeon said, uh, they are. You know, it's just a timely. Reminder to everybody Follow the rules Be responsible Because it is still out there Does that make sense Grant? You know if we were having fans Into Stadia for instance You know and there was some sort of Local lockdown You know that that would be a huge Issue but the fact is It's just the players And they're all being tested So the assumption is that they, They're they fine They don't, they don't have it and, and therefore They're within that bubble And safe to play It's not just the players That are involved at Aberdeen There's other people About about the ground And and other staff Moving about in Aberdeen Which is under lockdown You know what I mean And then they're They'll they'll be tested though Grant Everybody at the club Is tested And you're only allowed To attend the games With the the football club Whether you're the home team Or the away team If you're tested Nobody random Is just allowed to, to To walk in and be And there's different zones Inside the stadium That you're only allowed to enter if you are tested and 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 you're you're okay, so you know it, it's as well as can be expected. It's absolutely mm. fine. There's you know every precaution uh, has been taken in terms of the, the games that are taking place on a on a Saturday and a Sunday. I mean, for what it's worth, Jim, I, I don't believe the situation would be different. Uh, maybe I should pull back on that because I'm not sure. But if I if I was to guess, you know, if the game being at Pitodry, I'm not sure it would make any difference mm. if we're based on this idea that, that they're tested and, and they're within that bubble. But, Correct me if I'm wrong. It is at McDermott Park, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I don't know if that really changes anything. I'm, I'm sure that the the majority of this decision is based on 
Quite simply The fact that they're all tested Yeah but I think St Johnson Probably within their rights If they wanted to If it was at Aberdeen mm-hmm. Versus here Listen we don't want to go Because we don't feel That it's right for the players And that would be fine You know you would Everyone would accept that um, You know so Listen you know <laughs> We could look at A hundred different situations When one Business is open Another business is closed And all that But don't really get into The political debate But in terms of football There is this bubble Around football clubs As Mark said They are Tested at least twice They get the test back quickly So As much as we possibly can You know There's nothing Absolutely 100% But as, as, as much as we possibly can Then the players And the staff Are um, Screened And everyone should be safe um, in Society Society in general Is just going yeah. to have to get used to This kind of mm-hmm. things What happened to in, in Aberdeen today yeah. This is going to happen now yeah. In the weeks and months ahead Or certain Areas Clusters. Will be shut down But the good thing yeah. is because an outbreak it doesn't mean that the whole country's got yeah. shut down. Yeah. So it's certain areas, and this is going to be the way of life for the foreseeable future. Who's your own team, Grant? Are you just an interested observer? Oh no, I'm a, no, I'm a, I'm a Rangers fan. But if, what I'm getting at is, if this had happened in Glasgow, mm-hmm. what happened? We've got four clubs in Glasgow. You know, I mean, how do how do you control it? I mean, if one person takes ill in Perth now because of COVID, well, this this roll on. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think, I think that personally, if the game hadn't been televised, I think there's every chance that it could have been off. No. Oh. To be, do you know what though? I respect everyone's right to be a little bit concerned at the moment because mm. there's such uncertain times, and you know, touch wood that, that, that this is the the last minor scare that we have or whatever. But I, again, you stress it. I think it just really does all come back to the testing, doesn't it? That that's yeah, that's I the mean, idea. I, I know what Grant's saying, but but his points not valid. You know, they've been tested. They're not just allowing strangers to walk into the ground. They're walking into the dressing room. Doesn't mean you can get complacent about it, though. Oh, I mean, it's shown it, it, how, yeah, how fragile the situation but, but is. Yeah, you know, if the game was being played in that pub in Aberdeen, fair enough, I can see the point. But it's not. You yeah, play where people are being tested. So I understand Grant's reaction. There's not really much merit yeah. to it And there's not going to be They don't tell the government <laughs> What to do Sky or anybody else You know If if, if, there's a, if there's the, the game's going yeah, to be cancelled There's a lot doing That's coming from the government That's not coming from TV companies Grant I like I say Always respect everyone's right To be concerned at the moment But hopefully it's all fine We'll get a game on in Perth And uh, hopefully everything Is a bit smoother From here on in Thank you very much though To Grant and Mother. Good to hear from you 0141 951 Alan is a Rangers fan in the Gorbals Alan, the game will have kicked off By the time we come on air tomorrow So this is really your last chance to Tell us how you're feeling ahead of it How are you feeling? A uh, bit nervous um, I mean, I think we should play them But I'm, a, I'm just a wee, I'm a wee bit worried about playing them Because I think over the last sort of couple of games He's been sort of very lax of days Especially in the last game I just felt as if I mean... He's passing and things like that. Okay, he may give a couple of the balls away to obviously other players, but I just don't feel if it's the same guy we had at the beginning of last season. I just feel he wants to be there, but he doesn't want to be there, if you know what I mean. I think I can guess, but save me putting words in your mouth. Who is it you're talking about? Fed him my left. Yeah. Um, Again, Jim, there's a lot going on here. Steven Gerrard himself said at the weekend he thinks he, he, he could be fitter, he needs to get fitter. Good way to get fitters to play a game. Yeah. Uh, are you trying to wrap them in cotton wool to protect any potential move? If that's not an issue at the moment, then he plays. There's no one else also really to lead the line for Rangers. No, listen, I, I, get, I get fans looking at you know players. I said before he played a different type of game. He was coming towards the balls, or both running behind, and he maybe not sharp match sharp. But there are some players, even even if there's no speculation, and there is, it was who take 
particularly strikers and that kind of shape, a striker, stock, strong, stocky, you know, it takes them sometimes three or four competitive games, not like a couple of, I know they're all closed door, but you know, not, you know, real yeah, competitive games game. to get up to speed. So, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too harsh uh, on Alfredo Morelos just now, either on his conditioning or his mentality. I mean, I think it's just too hard to judge just now whether he's in the right frame of mind, but I, I you know, again, I've said it, I would have him in the team tomorrow night because one, Rangers don't have too many other options at this moment in time as a centre-forward and two, I think he's a tighter player that enjoys the European football the European mm. stage Mark, do, do you think that how big a factor is that the fact that there's no obvious you know, replacement if Jermaine Defoe was Fitzy or, or if the new guys were in you could quite easily play them and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as glaringly obvious you know, mm. why, why you've sort of left Morelos out if that makes sense Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying um I mean, they, they 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 could push Kent right up there. That is an option. Wouldn't be the preferred option, but they could. And I'm trying to think of the game. And Rangers absolutely do, was it Boa Vista away and Braga. Not really, Braga away. Yeah, well, Camberry really, play, played up front. Camberry. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I Morelos will he play? Yeah, he, you would expect him to start, but because of the circumstances, under normal circumstances, he would start all day long. But because that we think there's maybe something going to happen. With a transfer Then you know I don't think you can take it uh, For granted That he's going to start What about in general Alan With regards to the game I mean it, It's such a tall order th- To lose 3-1 at Ibrox And to overturn it But you go through These weird stages Don't you In the build up to a game Where sometimes you'll, you'll dread it And then you'll think oh, Do you know what Anything's possible How many times Have we seen mad results In football Have you Have you had that moment Of optimism yet Yeah <laughs> It's like everything else I mean oh, I, I... They could do it tomorrow. I mean, I'm obviously hoping obviously Rangers go through tomorrow. We just need to uh, take it in the chin if, if, if it out. Um, I mean, Rangers have done well get where they are so far. Uh, I'd like to say my main point tonight was mainly Fred Morales. Mm-hmm. I would play him, but like I say, just watching his last game, I just felt he's very lacked as if he didn't want to be there. I mean, it's just, it's just my personal opinion, and just by watching him, he just wasn't as fast on the ball, wasn't passing it the way he was passing it at the beginning of last season. It, it just it was just like a different um, game altogether, uh, or sorry, a, a different player. Mm. It was just it just didn't look right for me. Um, but I'd like to see him uh, go tomorrow, and obviously score a couple of goals for us. Not to say that. That Alan is wrong But just to elaborate On something you said earlier Jim I wonder if If part of that Was just because he was Asked to do Something different You know yeah. Again that's not That's not me saying He was every bit as sharp no. I couldn't possibly say And the manager himself Admitted He's got a little bit to go um, but, but some of it Would have been on instruction Yeah I mean That's what I'm saying I think it might have been Might have been tactics You know Don't go and play up against them Don't get yourself In a confrontation Where two big physical Centre backs be a bit cleverer Allow them to come to you And maybe we'll utilise the space in behind Like similar what they've done in a couple of European games With either Kent going or Hadji mm. making runs And if, if that was the case It worked to perfection Because Morelos comes short Kent goes in behind Aberdeen have got a high flat line He goes through mm. one we one with the goalkeeper Scores a terrific goal And he plays the pass So listen I don't know if that was the case I'm just looking at it And it looked to me as if he was coming short quite a lot So I would guess that the managers allowed him to do that because if it wasn't Stephen Gerrard I'm sure but I've said to him no you get right up stretch the game allow try and take those two centre backs back further the pitch to allow space for midfield but I don't think that was the case I think it was partly tactical mm. and partly he's not fully up to speed yeah. yet 
Uh, Mark, I'll repeat it because it's worth it. we know it's a tall order. So before anyone accuses me of, of getting carried away, I know the, the chances of Rangers progressing are obviously fairly slim, but it it could happen. And here's your reminder of, of just how disrupted things can be. I feel like because it was so long ago and because Rangers are underdogs, we've not fully considered it. They would, you know, this Europa League mini tournament, you know, the quarter finals would be August the tenth and eleventh. Yeah. The semi-finals would be August the 16th and 17th And the final August the 24th This this mini, And I can hear it now I oh, listen to that clown He's got Rangers and the, the Europa League final Not quite what I'm saying But in terms of as we stand here at the moment There is there, there is the possibility that Our schedule gets really, really disrupted If Rangers go through Yeah, well, with the potential there for, for, for three midweeks And certainly if they had to get through uh, Tomorrow night Then right away their, their midweek game um, next week, what was it? No, is it Livy away? Well, even the weekend, would you be? Str- you'd be struggling for the weekend. Depends this this weekend play, is yeah, the... it depends when they were drawn. If they're drawn to play on the Tuesday, um, the tenth and eleventh. So when's that? Wednesday. So the tenth is Monday. Mm, yes, you're right. Monday, yeah, Monday, Tuesday. So, so they can't play this play weekend so either, yeah. yeah, that's right. So, yeah, there is a, a potential headache, and uh, as much as uh, Ian Blair would be willing, um, a Scottish team on Rangers on, what a headache that would uh, cause so early. In, in, in the season So look You need to wait and see Where we are At uh, 8 o'clock um, Tomorrow night But uh, you know I think the chances yeah, Are some Can't deny that Because you have to go there And score At least three goals And to do that In any away game In Europe Particularly against A top Bundesliga type Is one hell uh, Of an order And if Rangers Had to get through Tomorrow night Through that one Then that's I would say Their best um, One of their best results In Europe In a long long time And certainly That would be Probably the best one since they beat um, Fiorentina in the 2008 UEFA mm. Cup semi-final Alan it was great to hear from you Hope you enjoy the game tomorrow That was Alan in the Gorbals George Nielsen sent in this question for you tonight He says which 10 players have won the English Premier League With two different clubs um, Scott Kirkland's got a couple of decent answers Although he's been a bit sneaky with one of them um, a, a bit of a clue here He's given me the surname But not the first name And that's going to have an influence on whether it's right or wrong Because there are a couple of guys with this surname Anyway, you've got oh, James Milner right. You've got N'Golo Kante mm-hmm. And you've got Gal Clichy Derek is also giving it a go as well He's wrong though Well, I've got Ashley Cole Ashley Cole is oh, correct the one. Mm-hmm. Yep, Ashley Cole. Meaning sure. that Andy yeah, is Cole. not Andy's not Andrew uh, David May Blackburn and Man United No, according to George mm. I thought David uh, Frank Lampard Did he get it with Man City? No, no. Uh, um, Manny Petit Ma- Chelsea Manny Nelson Nope no. Um, Riyad Mahrez Yes Another Leicester Brilliant. One Leicester and Man one City shout. And um, my final shout now Carlos Tevez Yes Man United And Man City Four to get We'll get them next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here with me Gordon Duncan It's 0141 951 1025 on the phones And it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter Lots of attempted answers coming in on the teaser The question is this Which 10 players have won the English Premier League With two different clubs uh, Football shirts Buy, sell and trade That's a funny old name that mm-hmm. uh, He has gone for Owen Hargreaves And it's wrong Adam Perry's gone Eric Cantona Also wrong Because it was the English Premier League Remember we're talking so, I think it was uh, last year yeah, before Yeah Leeds would be before that, that. Henning Berg um, Henning Berg is correct Well done mm-hmm. Which means you've only got Three to get I'll take one more guess from you Jim Robert Huth I must admit I didn't think you were going to get that one 
Well, well done. Well, I, I used to um, be Robert Hus. Um, pick up and drop off him and another German boy, Sebastian Canizo, <laughs> winning their digs when I was at Chelsea in the youths and obviously played for me in the youth team. So I used to swing round and pick them up in the mornings and take them into training and drop them off sometimes as well after after the sessions. So, so yeah. you you were Robert Hus taxi driver? Yeah, and amongst a few other. Captain Coles as well, actually. Right. So. Having seen him play Strikes me as the type That would have elbowed you in the nose If you took the wrong turn Yeah but he was nah, like, like he a, a gentle German he was, Yeah he was a, a gentle giant He was always I mean he was a, <coughs> even as a 16 year old He was huge And he used to play midfield actually And then eventually He was always going to be a centre back mm-hmm. He did initially be, Was a midfielder But yeah So you know You had to do these wee chores Particularly in London Listen London's a difficult place To yeah. get around so if I was driving around and swinging around the M4, I would I would pick them up and drop them off. See, that's what happens when you're a teetotaler. You just pick everybody up. You're everybody's taxi driver. Uh, right, you've got one. You've, you've only got two to get, so plenty of time. We'll leave it. Um, build up a bit of suspense. Step overs in heaven uh, at Ben. Is on what a list Ben's put together, by the way. Um, him and Ranko are having a wee argument on here, though, and I'll put you out your misery on this just now, just in case, um, in case it comes up. One of them's gone for Mark Schwarzer. Uh, Ranko says he need to play. He didn't play enough games to get a medal. Um, and step over from heaven says he's checked it. And, and Schwarzer appeared on the list. For the benefit of this question, Schwarzer's not on it, right? He was in two winning squads, but I don't think he played enough games. Uh, we can argue about it another time. Um, 01419511025. That's the number you need. Like I say, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Most of the tweets coming in just now are answers um, to the question. Have we got? Scott on the line I think we do I don't know if the screen's Just got that Quarter to eight Feel about it And I'm not sure If his call's quite Come through yet But I think we can uh, Get to Scott And Pollock Scott is a Rangers fan Scott how are you feeling Ahead of tomorrow uh, Well I don't think We'll get through Probably And I don't think That she play Morelis For one reason only Because she get injured and and then that scuppers a potential move. Is that what you mean? Aye, that, basically that's that's going to harm. Yeah, and, and that is the only point. You know, when I asked the question earlier on Twitter, I maybe should. Well, I, I didn't tweet it, but we maybe shouldn't have tweeted it so bluntly. Everyone's sort of, of course, he, of course, he plays. He's our only striker. Who else plays? You know, stupid question. But that, that's all we're really basing it on. Yeah. You, how many times does football bite you in the backside? Yeah. Alfredo Morelos is never injured, and it would just be like the thing. There's a there's a big decision. Well, why play him? That, that's that's one for Stephen Gerrard and, and depending on the situation It's one that he might have to have a conversation With Alfredo eh, Morelos about too So for example it could be that There is a deal in place for Friday morning And Stephen Gerrard is, is, is happy to go with it Happy to go with playing Morelos But he needs to know if Morelos is in, in, in the same page as him So he needs to speak to him Unlike, well, Or it could be the other way about Alan where Stephen Gerrard's thinking no, I don't want to jeopardise anything the club have made it clear We need to balance the book We need to bring the money And I want to use that money To bring in one or two more On top of what we've already done But Morelos comes to him And says no I want to play I want to go out with a bang I want to finish off By trying to help Rangers Get a good result uh, In this game So look We don't know Only Stephen Gerrard At the moment Is privy to what He is, is going to do All things been equal There's no doubt that Morelos uh, Would start But I think we're in We're in Different circumstances At the moment So I'm you know, because of that, because I, I hear a deal could be, uh, could be done pretty quickly. Then I'm, I'm kind of fifty fifty on it. No. Scott, well, on you go, Jim. No, I, I just think he's, he's currently a Rangers player. He's Rangers number nine. He's a well, striker, if you know what I mean. So he's, he's their main striker. They pay him handsomely. 
And so as far as I'm concerned, yeah. until you're no longer a Rangers player, you're available for selection. And if the manager picks you, you give a hundred percent. So that's the way I look at. It. Listen, I've already said at the very start. Business, I understand how business works in football, mm-hmm. and sometimes it can be. I wouldn't say taking out the manager's hands, but it can be influenced. Uh, you know, the manager can be influenced by business. But for me, mm-hmm. get, if he's fit and ready and motivated. Get him on the pitch Seems pretty straightforward to me The other thing Scott You know so many people Impressed with Leon Balogun At the weekend But of course he can't play Either So it would either be A recall for George Edmondson After having played Most of the pre-season games You know Or it would be Philip Hollander Who would you prefer? It's going to be Anderson Edmondson Edmondson sorry yeah. uh, well, I watched the game The other night there right uh, And Marielis Was playing as a forward he was playing me like a midfielder. Yeah, dropping a bit deeper. Uh, it was. It was nearly. It was basically on a half eye line most of the time. Yeah, I mean, striker. Yeah, but I think well, we've, I think we've covered that one off in the sense that you know Jim certainly thought a lot of that was sort of tactical, and, it, and you have to say, looking at Rangers' goal, it worked for them. Um, just in terms of a, a very slight break in momentum, it's not a big deal, Mark. I'm not making this out to be something, but in many ways, it's just a shame that Leon Balogun can't. Can't play because he was he was very yeah. impressive at the weekend. Rangers fans all loved seeing him. I'm sure uh-huh. they would have liked to see him on on this stage as well. Yeah, I mean Balogun looks as though he's going he's going a really good signing. He'll get get plenty under his his belt. A good age, as Jim will know for a, for a central defender. Just goes in there, gives no doubt, giving Stephen Gerrard and his staff that confidence. Alan McGregor behind him, that confidence um, too. He's got a presence. He can back himself up, and um, you know, considering that Rangers have. Picked him up for nothing He could be a, a right good piece of business Right Scott You enjoy the game tomorrow Make sure you get in touch with us afterwards And let us know what you thought of it That was Scott in Pollock Let's hear a bit from Dundee United manager Mickey Mellon uh, He says he used his experiences Of football down south To sign defender Ryan Edwards From Blackpool yesterday He's also been linked with Ipswich striker James Norwood uh, But he's keeping his cards A bit close to his chest on that one He spoke to a reporter Dave Galloway What do you think I'm going to say about that? <laughs> it's only speculation at the moment no, I can't speak about other clubs' players. I've told you before the interview. Is he the type of player card, who would fit? Card number two, not card Excuse number one. I'll play card red number card. one. Is that a straight red? No, I'll play card number one next week. That's number right. two in the, the managerial generality question answers to the kind of questions. Is, is he the sort of player who would fit the bill for you? Can they I'm not got, I can't say anything about him because then you go, Mellon says that he's the always the right player for like I trust you, right? I trust you, but you know, Absolutely. I am um, listen, and I'm honest here, we, we are going to be looking all the time to be on the front foot to try and bring players into this squad. Mark, you've seen these these um, these sort of jousts many times, and what is interesting about it? Because if it was a no, you could say no, obviously, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. It's usually when it's a yes that, and maybe I'm wrong on this one, but it's usually when it's a yes that you have to go. I can't speak about other teams, but if there was absolutely nothing in it, you just say no. But anyway, um, whether it is James Norwood, there's going to be a lot of focus on. United's forward line Because they have Lauren Shankland So anyone who comes in Are they a replacement For Lauren Shankland Are they to go Alongside them That's always going to be The question until The window closes oh, You want to You know Mickey Mellon Will want to keep uh, Lauren Shankland the, 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 the United players The United fans Will want to see him Stay there Because he's an asset But it's the same As any other club Just we've been speaking About earlier Whether it's Rangers With Alfredo Morelos Celtic with Odson Edward that um, Lon Shankland will have his price and you know the window is open for another eight, eight and a half weeks so there's every chance that they're going to have to fend off uh, a bid or two What would you in fact Jim I think you managed to escape without any 
Predictions did you Did you escape without giving us your 1-12 to 12? No I gave it Or did you I've handed it in yeah. Well that's fine I've not got you in a bit of bother With Tommy Wright last well, season So I'm just hoping that it's a bit more uh, Straightforward How did you see Dundee United This year yeah, I think I, I can't remember exactly where I Even picked from. Roughly. Yeah, I think I think just below, I think maybe seventh or something right. like that. And again, that that to me would depend on whether yeah. they kept Shankland. Mm-hmm. They've got to have a goal scorer because, yeah, they'll be organised. Mickey's going to find his way. He's a very experienced manager, but he's still got to know the Scottish game, and that'll take him a few weeks. So for me, I, I don't see them, you know, being up there. But then again, I tip Motherwell to be third. I think, and then they lost the first. That's right, it's only one game. Yeah. Don't panic. <laughs> Missed chances That was the That was the, the line From Stephen It wasn't a classic start Was it I think Mother went into it With all the Everyone's predictions Probably yeah, ringing yeah. in their ears That's not to say That impacted the performance But it was It was jarring Considering the yeah, weekend yeah. Had seen pretty much Everyone involved Tip them for sort of Top 5 Top 4 Even top 3 Yeah I mean You can understand why A good squad And, and he's added You know Another couple of good players And I thought When you looked at the bench You know It was a strong bench eh, Mother we had You know Tony Watt on it Um Jermaine Hilton on it's it. Alan you know, Campbell. Alan Campbell. So it was a good bench. Although I have to say, it caught my eye in the first day of last season when I was up in Big covering this. Ross County, Hamilton. Uh, Big Ross Stewart yep, really caught good. my eye, and I said to him, and you can just see an improvement um, in him too. He, he could be one that could go for a, for big money. Okay, let's finish off the teaser. We're looking for 10 players who've won the English Premier League with two different clubs. So I'll run you through them. We've got James Milner, Riyad Mahrez, Ingolo Kante, Robert Huth. I nearly read out the one you don't have Gail Cliche, Carlos Tevez, Ashley Cole And Henning Berg We're still getting a great response to this On Twitter John Rican has gone for Juan Mata He is not one So you've got two to get Any that spring to mind? I've got one I've only got one written down Colo Turi Yes Arsenal and Man City Man Man City City. Means you've got one to get I'm toiling now to be honest Lee Sharp? Nope Toilet. There's only seven teams winning there? Exactly yeah. I'll nope. tell you his two teams then Right, right go Arsenal uh-huh. And Chelsea David Luiz nope. No I don't think this is any harder than the rest You've just probably forgotten mm-hmm. Well you've obviously forgotten Looking back at least ten years Right Absolutely. I think it's time for another clue Nationality uh-huh. French Okay, you go. It wasn't Vieira, it wasn't Pires, it wasn't Henri, it wasn't Petit, one of the French guys. <laughs> it wasn't cliche. So uh, before before cliche yeah. Arsenal. So Arsenal, you're talking ninety seven or eight. Probably arrived. And then went no. on to Chelsea. And he played Mourinho. for a, a number of teams. He, I even he played for was it West Brom. He played for Liverpool. McAle- no, no, McAle- yeah. He played for Real Madrid. And he's yeah. French. Mm-hmm. Well, right, initials quickly. Uh-huh. N A. Oh, Nicholas and Elka. Nicholas and Elka. Thank you very much, Jim Duffy mm-hmm. and Mark Greedy. We always save the biggest thanks to you because you deserve it for calling in, for tweeting, for listening and keeping us company. We never take it for granted. Always much appreciated. And we can do it again tomorrow with Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson. But Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>